Welcome everyone to Paul Hollywood's favourite baking podcast, the OnlyFans Football Podcast. Yes, you heard that right. Welcome everyone to the Bake Off special. The lads chat about chicken fillet rolls, sticky toffee puddings and Twixes. They discuss the mini renaissance of Stephen Kenny's Republic of Ireland side. The lads discuss their cake of the week and pick their ultimate current Champions League 11. We hope you enjoy the podcast wherever you're listening and be sure to follow our Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, Twitter and TikTok. Take it easy. My spidey senses tell me this is going to get fucking tasty, baby. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese, Minigaji, it's I have a dream. Arnie, cut. Bartler. Eh, the fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy of us to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> If you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the goop, lad. He has the goop, lad. Get out! Get out, man! You ain't that... We're Let me add a little bit of spice. Is he a fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew Stug were that good. Hello everyone and welcome to <laughs> the Bake Off special. The Bake Off special. Adzi. Today we're going to be discussing the great British Bake Off, but we're just going to call it Bake Off. We said ages ago we were going to do it, and I'll be honest with you, Khan. When you floated the idea by me, I was like, I don't really want to fucking do this. <laughs> um, I watched, I happened to watch Stumble Across one last week, which happened to be the quarterfinal. I binge watched, I ended up binge, watch, binge watching them all ever since because it was actually really good. It is great, I really isn't enjoyed it? it. Yeah, I used to watch it years ago. I remember watching it a couple of times with my dad and he liked it. And, but the only thing, we'll discuss it further when we get on, but yeah, so we're, we thought the international football was going to be shy. <laughs> We didn't anticipate it being as good as what it was, so we had planned to talk about Bake Off, so you're getting a bit of everything today, really. Yeah, so in today's show, we're going to be talking about Bake Off, and we're going to be talking about Ireland's, I'd say a great international break for Ireland. Given the circumstances. And then we're going to do the Hall of Fame, and also our Champions League Ultimate 11. 11. Ultimate 11. Because when we done the Premier League one, it was people actually enjoyed it, because we got a lot of text saying... Um, Oh, I'd do this and I'd have put that in. Yeah. And one of the funny things about it was yourself had uh, two Man United players in it, which neither of us noticed. And we both listened to the podcast back and I had to put the Instagram post up. And even putting the post up, I didn't notice you had Shaw and Ronaldo. So yeah, it went down well. So we're doing the Champions League version of it this week because I, I actually do love Champions League. Champions League is great. Genuinely. It's my favourite. I hate the group stages though. No, I love it, man. There's some, something about the group stages I don't like. I love it all. Cran, how was your week? <laughs> <laughs> the jingle just plays. <laughs> Honestly, my week was fairly quiet this week. I'm going to be honest. For a change. Usually it's not, but... You were busy in college. Saturday was a bit eventful. I know your Saturday was eventful as well. Mm. Um, it was my sister's 30th birthday party. Shout out to Cran's sister. Shout out to my sister Orla. Give her if you're listening, <laughs> um, she won't be listening. Like she really won't be. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's, 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 it'd be like me going, shout out to uh, Adzi's sister, and I just don't have a sister at all. Shout out to, um, I don't know, Jesus Christ, if you listen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, the chances of listening are very slim, but shout out anyway. But yeah, uh, yesterday I was in the barbers at Grange Gorman, didn't tell the lads I was going, went with a few other mates from Cabra. Yeah, I think I think uh, Dave and Rory in particular weren't happy. Yeah. <laughs> barbers on the sly yeah. isn't something you do. <laughs> But I went anyway. Did you get the, sc- uh, the new scampi local. again? Was it scampi you got last time? The kitchen wasn't open because oh, it was no a way. Monday, and it was very quiet and weird because like was it eerie? Yeah, yeah, I didn't like it. But uh, yeah, how was your week anyway? Uh, my week wasn't great. My, again, my week man is <laughs> the same as usual. It's just busy, 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 um, busy, 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 busy. And then Saturday was just was great crack. I'd say I was at the Ireland match on Thursday. Oh. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Sorry, was we that have devil? that was a rig. We have the Wales and Belgium match on here. For fuck's sake, every week <laughs> we have the Wales and Belgium match on here, and Divock Origi, who many people may know is my favourite footballer of all time, nearly scored from. I'd say that's nearly thirty yards that's out. That's an understatement. Um, Belgium have a shit team out, so that's why they needed star power on Origi up front. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so I was at the Ireland match on a Thursday, and we'll get into it now in a minute about Ireland. We went down Saturday, the lads, and uh, it was the first time in a while we all get together. And uh, whenever we're together, it's the best time. You know what I mean? I fucking I love the boys. I know a lot of them listen. So uh, shout out to the lads, Kilo, Shay, Ian, and all. We went to Darky Kelly's of Fishamble Street. What a name, by the way. Fishamble. 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 It's beside uh, Christchurch. I'm sure that they call it Shamble Street after <laughs> three in the morning when everyone comes out of nightclubs. <laughs> Full of uh, tourists watching the, watching the rugger. Come on, Ireland. Uh, come, on, come on, come on, Tarquin. <laughs> the breath. Um, so, yeah. The rug- Johnny Sexton. <laughs> and he was really bad on Saturday, actually. But not, I, I don't really care too much for rugby. And, man, the Guinness was fucking flowing. It was... The Guinness was lovely as well, by the way. It, it did look lovely. Shout out to Scavo. He actually wanted a shout out, which I think is gas. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, give a shout out on the podcast. <laughs> I, lo- I love the show. And they're like, give us a free point. <laughs> uh, obviously, I'm not a moocher. I'm not, um, what's your man's name? Dirty Michael. Hey, it's been a while since we talked about Dirty Michael. I'm not a moocher, so we didn't get a free point. No, you have to drag it out a bit longer with Dirty Michael. You know, once it comes up, you have to keep going. Yeah, well, we'll I'm sure he'll be mentioned again. Our top 10 Dirty Michael moments. Um, <laughs> don't put that into the kettle. That, that's the bottom of the it's, barrel. That is the bottom. Especially when there's one moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, he has resurfaced recently. He's still Dirty and he's still Michael. <laughs> but anyways, we were in Dark and Kelly. Scavo. Sorens with a few points. We had Baby Guinness. Delicious. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, we, went, we went to Bow Lane and anyways... And it was, guess how much it was into this nightclub on Camden Street, I want to say? 25 quid. 25 fucking euros in. I'm not even messing. Wow. And I didn't say it to you. Yeah. It genuinely was 25 euro in. And it was a little, it, was, it was actually all right now. It was, um, and so this, so we were all gargled, like, you know what I mean? But poor El Brady was gone. Pidge left early. Shay was gone. It was left with me, Ian, Tom, Kane, and Kilo. And I ended. I, I was. I was gone. So I was like, lads, I'm going. I, I can't be here any much longer. I'll, I'll pass out. Or whatever. <clears throat> so I went down Camden Street, and um, I ended up in the centre at the end of. I think it's like where the George and the, that spar is, whatever that famous spar. I was in the the centre across the road from me. I walked in right, 
and I was I was only going in to get a bottle of water, right? <laughs> and I looked I looked at the wall and there was a deli. The deli was open. This is a half two in the morning. So I was like, fuck that, I'm getting a chicken filler roll. If that if the deli's open, I'm getting a roll. So <laughs> went over went over to the deli and there was people like I don't know if they were like guards or something, but like getting ready to go to work. And I'm coming in like a drunken mess. Like I'd say my fly could have been open, the top of my polo could have been like I was a mess like. And um so I said to your man, your man asked me was I drinking? I was like, Do I look like I was drinking? And he was like well, yeah. I was like, I'm, after, I'm on the drinks since about half four, man. I'm wrecked. Like, he's like, so, so what you want? He's like, can I get a chicken filler roll, a great cheese and butter? And he said to me, and now this is this is actually quite funny. Respect him for this. He says, would you like anything else? And I didn't mean this in a smart way or anything. It was just literally the way I came out. And I went, come here, mate. Have you got any fucking wedges? And he goes, no, but we have wedges. <laughs> so he's like, no, we have no fucking wedges, but we have wedges. So he's like getting cheek with me. Yeah. And I, I was like, my back was curled over laughing. I was in bits laughing at that. And he was kind of getting a bit awkward. He was like, right, go on, will you get lost? So I went home. And anyways, <laughs> went home. And um, I don't remember eating the roll. I, like, I remember getting into the house. Like, I actually remember going to bed. But I don't remember eating the roll. So I woke up the next morning with a chicken filler roll wrapper in, like, in the bed with me. But no chicken filler roll. <laughs> Obviously, I ate the chicken filler roll, but the roll was just the wrapper was just in the bed, and I'm a bit like. Do you ever see people like that take a picture of the Chinese and they're eating on the bed? That's disgusting. I'd never eat my bed like it's weird. Like, and obviously, I ate the chicken filler on my bed, but um, that was my week. <laughs> we started with Ireland, uh, Portugal, even Ireland, Portugal. Yeah, yeah. sorry, Ireland, <laughs> Um, what did you think? I thought it was a very good performance. I was in the back page of Fizbro watching this game. I was shouting at the telly. I was really shouting. For that, for this loud goal, I was fuming. And I almost broke the chair in the back page. Jumping up like. And it was all for nothing in the end. Because your man, what was his name? Ryan Keane or whatever. The, whoever, some Connor Salmon looked like came on. Oh, Will Keane. Will Keane, yeah. He, was like, um, he, was, he looked like God, actually. To be honest with you. be that serious. You were at the game. <laughs> what did you think? Um, I think the Aviva is full of Muppets, to be honest. Event <laughs> junkies. Huh? Event junkies. Oh, man, the amount of people I've seen wearing United jerseys and United scarves. Oh, that's ridiculous. Ronaldo and all that. And I've seen Rory's stories posted on Twitter, something like, only in Ireland would you get people paying mad money to see Ronaldo, and then boom. It's like, mate, I did not pay to see Ronaldo. I paid to watch Ireland play Portugal. Yeah, it's, Ireland. it's your own country. Um... So yeah, that's what I think about the Aviva. But whatever about the game, the referee was fucking dire. Oh, he was awful. Oh my yeah. god, he was so bad. It felt like there was a string of four or five fouls that he just that he could have given to us and he didn't. And it felt like every fifty fifty he was given to Portugal. Now to be fair, in the second half I thought that kinda of changed and I actually thought in the second half he ref the game quite well. Apart from the goal, which is another example of goalkeepers being protected too much. Like if that goal is disallowed, man, then, there was nothing in that. Then Allison, uh, Allison's goal against or Ben Rama's goal against uh, Liverpool shouldn't have stood because the foul on Allison. If that's a foul, yeah. If the foul on Patricio is a foul, then it's a foul on Allison. Is what I'm saying. But we played well. I think I we played we were very mu- well. I thought we were much the better team. Um, I agree with you. Now I think Portugal are poorly managed, and that's their well, problem. But I thought Kenny set the team up well. 
Um, and we in possession we looked very good. We yeah. looked like everyone. It looked like everyone knew their position on the pitch. Yeah, and that's always a good sign. Like in the press, people pressing together, mm. um, hungry to win the ball back, winning the ball back successfully, using the ball well. I thought. Yeah, like there wasn't All there wasn't many. Um, I didn't find there was many misplaced passes and. Like when when Portugal went down to ten, you're kind of thinking, right? We'll push on, push on. And the thing we lack, and we talked about it last time we talked about, or the first time we talked about Ireland, what we lack is that cutting edge kind of killer pass quality. Now to be fair, against Luxembourg it was different. Like Hendrik was great against Luxembourg, and yeah. Knight came on. So you're kind of saying, well, why didn't McGrath do it that night, or why didn't Knight come on with the last time it's goal? But the subs had been made, so it's kind of a bit of a mad one, but. Um, I thought I thought we I thought we were great to be honest with you. I, I, defensively, we didn't really put a foot wrong. I can't remember Ronaldo having too many opportunities or anyone for that matter. But I just thought we managed. I actually thought we managed the game really well, which is strange for Ireland. Um, apart from the last ten minutes when we could have gone on to win it. I'm delighted. But, I'm delighted. Yeah, with that performance. It feels like um, something that's been built upon. Like it feels like it. This is the culmination of a lot of hard work. And look, at Kenny's took a lot of criticism. He's took criticism from us as well, which you know what I mean. It's part of the game. We're absolutely not. We're not Liam Brady, who <laughs> gives criticism for no reason. Anyways, but um, yeah, look, we were great. We were great on Thursday, and I thought the performance on Sunday, uh, like just just proved how how well we've kind of come on under Kenny. Can we move on to the game that's freshest in our heads? Yeah, go for freshest in mind. Anyway, Ireland, think? Ireland three, Luxembourg nil. Of course, we love a win, you know, and mm. we did win against Luxembourg. And I it was mean, nice. It was the nice. ghost. The ghost of Luxembourg won. Ireland now and they've ever gone after that performance on Sunday. You know, it was good. It was good. The Zuno save in the first half, unbelievable. Mm. And I echo what everyone's saying about him having world class potential. Obviously, he's very young still, but I thought it was a very good save and. He does look like he has a very bright future. Like, yeah, he's an unbelievable keeper. Yeah, I mean, people were harping on about um, Ramsdale save, weren't they? Against Leicester, that Bazzini save is much better. Deflection, ah, deflected everything, and he, it's as if Joe, it's as if he hangs in the air, he just floats in the air. He's a cat. Yeah, he's unbelievable. He's a very good keeper. He's a um, cat. <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bit annoying though, isn't it? Like recent years, our two best players were two right backs with Coleman and Dirty. And now you could argue that our two best players, like one with Man City, one with Liverpool, are both keepers. It's kind of frustrating, but yeah, this is what it is. Keller is a good goalie as well, but Bazzioni was just playing out of skin at the minute. And to be fair, I think that can be said. Oh, oh, James, what an awful goal to concede. Kiefer Moore, 1 1. And James as well. Got Dan him. James. <laughs> Why are you giving him time? It's 1 1. Wales, Belgium, 1 1. Kiefer Moore with the goal. Awful goal, really, to be honest. But um, yeah, I think everyone for Ireland's playing out their skin. To be honest with you, yeah. I think McLean even like we give we we give him a good bit, especially when we're in Aviva for the Serbia game. Or was it the Serbia game? Was it Serbia or Georgia or something like that? Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. We gave McLean a good bit of abuse because he was, he deserved it. He was brutal. Like yeah. now, nothing personal. Just saying he was shite. Like but played very well against Luxembourg. Very very good. Um, and that's the McLean. I think like. He's always had, he had, like he has got talent and he has passion, um, and sometimes he just doesn't show it. I don't know why, but his quality doesn't shine, shine through. Sometimes he's on, he's in a good moment with Wigan at the minute. He's playing well, so look, I'm delighted for James, another player who gets a lot of abuse. You're, you're me. 
Jeffrick. Who? Jeff. Who? Hendrick. Jeffy Esther. <laughs> <laughs> Who? What? Jeffy Esther. Man, Very what much. a player. Well, I, w- I wouldn't say that now, but... No, but I honestly think, like, he's another player, as you said with McLean, he had a lot of potential in his youth. And obviously, throughout the years, he's been playing under bad non-footballing managers. Deutsch. Deutsch ball. Giovanni. Brucey ball. I don't know. Martin O'Neill. O'Neill Roy Keane telling people to hack everyone. Yeah. Like, this this fella, he's very good on the ball and he showed it yesterday with that unbelievable pass mm. to uh, Nike. You know what I mean? That's mm. what he can do. Um, yeah, and, and I just think sometimes when a player like him, like if, if the run's not on and like if the ball's not on, well, he's not going to play. So, to be fair to Nike, Nike got himself in the position to receive the ball and that's why Hendrik played it. So like, he has a pass in him. Like he has got talent. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna hype him up to be anything special, but he was very good the other night, and I do think he deserved. He was good in the last international break as well. And what I will say about the group of lads, actually, real quick, they all seem to enjoy being with each other. And I think previous camps were even Mick when Mick was in for a while, and maybe he was a bit hard done getting out. of I job. didn't think it was that bad, but you know, it seems a lot better now. It yeah. seems like they enjoy being with each other. And something that can be said for the English, when they, and obviously they just pitch through the group because they get farmers and students or whatever. San Marinos. Yeah. But the teams together, to be fair to the English, like the team look like they all want to play for each other. And But what I, what I would say about Ireland now is, I feel like we're like that. And like you look at Ogbené, Ida up front, McGrath playing, like... This is good stuff. You know what I mean? They they look like they want to play. They're all young. They have good potential. And look, at, we weren't in this position a long time ago. I want credit to the manager as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Stephen Kenny because he did have a tough start, and mm. we we were at the Azerbaijan game, and it was a grim affair. But to be fair to him, he has bounced, but well, bounced back well from that, and the likes of Luxembourg at home. Seemingly we've only lost one game in the last nine. A lot of draws in there, albeit, but like um, I have a, a cheeky stat here for you, right? Ireland have 20 goals in the last 12 matches in 2021. Mm-hmm. That's more goals than they scored in 27 games from 2018 to 2020. So that, that, tells, you, that tells you the difference that Ireland are making. The under Kenny. You know what I mean? Playing football. Playing football, getting goals. So look at it. I, I just hope I just hope we keep continuing on. I wouldn't get carried away. Either. Oh, not at all. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. I think the Nations League is next. They they claimed. I love the Nations League. Is next, and the potential group is like Finland and Iceland and Montenegro. Now, they're not great teams. No. If we play like against them, like we did against Portugal, you could be looking at three wins at home. And anyways, whatever about away, I don't know. So you just have to. Have to, you have to have some confidence going into these, going into the next break. The only problem for them now is they're not with each other again until March. Yeah. So it remains to be seen. But look at positive, positive kind of vibes now at the minute for Kenny. Let's just hope. And actually, one of the lads in college, Dave, and we talked about him before on the podcast, <laughs> Dave Mullery. He um he was staunch Kenny O, staunch Kenny O, and he's after being texting me, he texts the podcast count quite regularly and says, "Look at Kenny's doing well now. You have to respect it." 
hope the FAI don't do something stupid and sack him. Yeah. I don't think it will happen. Yeah, good, good couple of days for him. And we'll never see them again till March. <laughs> it's that time of the podcast. Mm. I've got my sticky toffee muffin. You my sticky toffee You've muffin. got your sticky toffee muffin. Will we give it a quick review? We're going to give it a little Paul break. and Prue style. Paul, yeah, but I'd rather, can I be Paul? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's not soggy. It's a bit firm. Just before I bite into it, it looks, it looks nice now. Good presentation. Mm. Oh, the little creme glaze on top is lovely. I could eat buckets full of that, Paul. That's a nice muffin. That's the nicest muffin I've had this week. And I've only had one. Adji, that muffin that. is gorgeous. Holy shit, it's gooey in the middle. Hold on. I didn't know that. You've done a terrific job here, Adji. Oh, my God. That is actually delicious. I think that wins Star Baker. Yeah, Marks and Spencer's Master Baker of the Week. Oh my god! Oh! Targon Hazard's nearly have the score on the screen, but they're sorry, Cram. Sorry, uh, Bake Off enthusiasts. <laughs> so, Cram, the Bake Off special. I'll be honest with you, I said at start, but it did take me a while to kind of come around to the idea. But when I started watching it, I couldn't stop watching it. And it was actually... It was actually really good. It's one of those things. It's really bingeable, I have to say. I remember the first time I watched The Bake Off. I sat down by accident on the sofa. And I just watched The Bake Off. And I couldn't stop watching it after that. Mm. What what show? What emotions do you go through watching it? It's like... Hunger mostly for me. Sometimes I feel like it's not the most manly thing to watch. And sometimes I sort of doubt my own manliness, you know. <laughs> yeah, masculinity. My masculinity. <laughs> but oh my god, it's worth it. Uh, I look, Camille. I'm completely comfortable with my masculinity, yeah. and I think the Bake Off is a barrel of laughs, good crack. And and I, I say this, I watch with my ma, so we have a great time watching it, and we usually just spend most of. I think that's a must. Mm. You have to watch with your ma. Yeah, like I watch with Irish. It's, it's all right if you watch with your ma. Yeah. If you don't, it's a bit, ah, come on, lads. Yeah. But if you, if you watch with your watch mouth, the football okay. it's, ex- it's acceptable then, is yeah. it? <laughs> Same know, before we say that, now, hold on, you can't say that crap. <laughs> we, don't, we don't condone any of that. If you want to watch the Bake Off, watch the fucking Bake Off. It doesn't matter. Like, do what you want to do. Strictly is good as well to watch for your mouth. <laughs> Big fan. We're not doing a Strictly special. No. Well... I've actually, again, uh, no, I'm not getting into it, so I'm not getting into it. Anyways. This is fucking gorgeous, Adzi. We're still eating the, t- the sticky toffee muffins. I like the pawn, by the way. Yeah. It's a good pawn, isn't it? The little caramel inside. Mmm, creamy. Adzi, thank you for that. No bother. What's your favourite segment? Oh! I, I like I like the tension of the, um, the what's it, the showstopper? Showstealer? The showstopper, yeah. Yeah, I like the tension involved in that. I'm a big fan of the technical challenge. Because I feel it's nice to get an unbiased um, perspective. True. Like, they don't see who, who, who makes, made it. Yeah. The thing with it is, that I find with the technical, and I don't know what you've noticed, and it's probably because I binge watch more than I noticed this, but they're all quite shit. Like, there's very rarely everyone does good in it. It's always like, so say there's ten people, like yeah. eight will do bad and then two will be alright. So they're kind of like picking the best of the worst, if that makes sense at times. But I, I understand the concept of 
an unbiased view is probably the best view. It's like the voice compared to the X Factor. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But yeah, I love the show. I love the show still or showstopper, whatever it's called. Um, I love the tension because people they be like stressing so much and they're literally baking a cake. Four and a half hours is that, I guess. Yeah, but like... Jürgen oh. is from Germany, by the way. Mm. Um, and I remember the first episode, I think he was making the Black Forest and he says, I am from the Black Forest. <laughs> he's from the, he's from the Black Forest and he made a lovely Black Forest gateau. Yeah, he put chocolate trees on it. Yeah. And he goes, my hands are too hot <laughs> because the chocolate was melting. <laughs> Um, Tell you what he's like, actually. Do you know Uda out of The Simpsons? Yeah, he's like he's a grown-up Uda. I stole that from my dad. <laughs> Speaking about yogurt, in the second episode, um, they made gingerbread. I think it was for the show stealer. Show stopper. I don't yeah. know what it's called. And Jorgen made a windmill. And the, the the idea of it was it was like a childhood toy. Yeah. And Jorgen was like, uh, my family had no money. And my... Oh, I can't say this. I can't. <laughs> he was like, my family had no money. And my grandpapa... <laughs> my grandpapa used to make us windmills, wooden windmills. So he made a gingerbread windmill. And I think he won Star Baker that week as well. Um, wholesome moment of the show. It was very wholesome. Yeah. And like we'll talk about it a little later about the Hall of Fame. But we're all about wholesomeness in this show. And, like, they were making a <laughs> In the third episode... And I, well, hold on, before we get into it. What do you think about Noel and um, the Baldy fella, Matt Lucas? Matt Lucas. Eggman. I love their sense of humour. It's yeah. very different. It's very witty. Yeah. And it's great. It offers a bit of light relief during the I show. think it's very much like mother comedy. Like, my mad is be howling. I yeah. find it funny. I do find it funny, but my mad is be like hysterical laughing. Just stupid jokes, yeah. like, <laughs> like in the one I'm about to talk about, they were doing a, they were talking about bread, and they said Lord of the Loaf, and like they sang just you know a song to like from Michael Flatley's like, but it was like Lord of the Dance. They just they just put like loaf of bread and stuff into it. It was just really funny, like like terms for making bread and all. It was actually hilarious. And I was looking at my ma, and she was in it. She was like in nuts. She was curled over laughing. I was like. You relax, it's not that funny, but like it actually is that funny to yeah. be fair. There's, it's definitely a market. There's definitely they, they have a market and they like just go for it, yeah. And they absolutely smash out a park. I love it. They made a milk bread. Oh, is that the one? I know we're talking about Jurgen a lot, but there's a lot of other good bakers on it. Yeah, Giuseppe um, is one. Giuseppe is Italian. Yeah, funny how they're all you know, they're not actually from Britain. I think it's a hilarious one. Yeah. I think it's so ironic. That they got mad about Brexit and the two best bakers in it are foreign. One's German, one's Italian. Yeah. It's absolutely hilarious. But yeah, go on, Giuseppe. Giuseppe, yeah. He's like... He made focaccia. I am going to make my Italian bread mm-hmm. that I make with my own hands. He got star baker that week. His grand, his dad was a professional baker. Yeah. So when he made the focaccia, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Paul shook his hand and, just, and he was like, I want your recipe for that. And, and Giuseppe was like, in tears... It was like it was actually quite heartwarming. I was yeah. like, "Ah, oh, Jesus, Paul, you're breaking me hard here." But there was a part of it. Um, no, Noel asks Giuseppe. He goes, "Is your mother a good chef?" And he goes, "No, no, my mama is an amazing eater." Chicken, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Episode four, they actually made sticky toffee pudding. Yeah, and I actually like I, I didn't. I actually got this for a reason because I actually do enjoy 
sticky toffee pudding I love it I love it now after eating that have you ever had it I, I have had it before I don't actually like I'm not a big fan of the the dessert itself okay Um, it, it needs to be very good to impress me but it's it, nice when it's like fucking roasting yeah. with ice cream it's yeah. delicious oh yeah shout out to the people from the Guayle Talk listening because last time I was there in Cairo we had sticky toffee pudding yeah so in episode 4 I actually made it and Jorgen said he was afraid of the technical because that was a sticky toffee pudding yeah. and he actually won it he won the technical that week and I don't know whether you remember this but you remember the elderly woman her name was Maggie Maggie yeah she was terrible she was aw- man she was awful from the first episode she got by with the stereotype that she was a grandmother and the old, old stereotype is oh grandmothers are great at bacon but mm. she wasn't I don't want to be bad to her like yeah. but she was actually awful like like she was all from the first week and I was saying to my mom watching I was like how is she here yeah like she can't bake like and then she was like she was whipping out the tears and all then every other time I was like ah come here you don't be don't be pulling the wool over my eyes like we move on to episode 5 <laughs> we move on so cold that's that, that's like <laughs> we move on to episode 5 and it was actually German week I, the pressure was on uh, Jürgen I, I think the problem with Jürgen in general is they hold him up to such a high standard Yeah. and they've said this as well so if he does one thing bad and it's still better than everyone else it's awful for him if that makes sense Yeah. so he has very little uh, margin for error he's very so, precise in everything he does but that's what well. Germans are like Yeah. in general I will stick bread in the oven for two minutes yeah but you have to be when you're baking crown why Come do on. I sound like Bora right now <laughs> get worse and then Paul dropped. I, I, I want to get you up in on this. Paul dropped Giuseppe's cake at one stage, and I think Matt Lucas like caught it. Oh yeah, I'd have been fuming, man. Like I'd have been so angry, and he just like Giuseppe's like, oh, that, uh, go, grazie, and he just took <laughs> the cake. He's like, Giuseppe, come on, man, you have to drop in your cake, like. Yeah, I would. Really say Paul, Paul Hollywood. What's your opinion on Paul Hollywood in general? I actually don't mind him. Yeah. I think he has a bit of a, a bit of a bad name. I, bad rep. I don't know. I think he's a, a, adds a bit of spice to the show. Yeah. He, do you know what he reminds me of? Do you remember in MasterChef there was a fella called Greg Wallace? No. Did you ever hear Greg Wallace? You bald fella wore glasses. He's on MasterChef. He was a greengrocer. That's how he got on. Like, that's his connection to food. Wow. Um, there was a meme going around. A popular meme. Probably showing my age here and I'm not even that old. But it was like, butter and biscuit base. I was just that into a like, techno song. Yeah. And it was actually sensational, to be fair. <laughs> but in any ways, Paul Hollywood is better than Greg Wallace. I'll move on to episode six, right? And I know your ma li- will listen to this because it's Bake Off. So sorry, Ailish. But episode six, I'm going to rename it to episode six. Because it was all full of innuendo. It was yeah. literally just innuendo. But there was this part. So Giuseppe was making the pastry. And Noel goes to Giuseppe. Giuseppe, Noel goes. Great finger action you have there. And Giuseppe looked at him and winked. I went, I know. The door to him. The cheek of like. I also feel like, like the editor just had a field day with this. Oh yeah. yeah. I say it was an easy edit. Yeah. Because people, like, I was hell not to be fair. <laughs> My mouth was the same. But then at the end they had to make a, a like a pie. So meat based. And Paul talking about Giuseppe's pie. I'm not messing. This is literally what Paul said. He said, Giuseppe's meat is amazing. Fully, fully like. And then the two lads, Noel and... What's your man? The ball fella. Noel and um, oh, Matt Lucas. Matt Lucas yeah. They just looked at him like, what the fuck is he saying that for? Like, you know what I mean? So, 
We're gonna leave episode six in the in the back po- on the back corner because it was great. It was a good episode. To be fair, episode six. Sorry, move on to episode seven, which was caramel week. Cran, thoughts on caramel? It's lovely. You're just literally just laughing there. <laughs> These notes are great because you're just <laughs> sitting there laughing. <laughs> it's all coming back to me now. So they made Twixes and anyways for the technical. They made two and they actually looked sensational. Oh yeah, they looked lovely. And the question I have for you, and Paul Hollywood said it: dipping. Twixes into tea. No. Thoughts? No. <gasps> Definitely not. Crown, I don't dip. You, hold on. Go on. Before you go on, I don't dip any biscuit in tea. Huh? I used to. Oh, what? But not as much as I used to. You know that. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you should have said that while I was drinking a drink of water. <laughs> but no, like, I used to do it when I was a child, childer. And the thing that puffed me off it. A lot is the little bits at the end of the tea, yeah, that you sort of gulp. But you have to dunk it oh, better than that's wrong. You're dunking it wrong, man. No, you're Lewis dunking it wrong just to bring it back to football. <laughs> and then my tea tastes like biscuit, you know. It's oh, like my, Alan tea. my tea tastes like chicken, <laughs> and then he goes, That's because you ate chicken for lunch, Alan. You know, that you know, that's seeing Alan Fresh. I mean, to me, it sounds like you're dunking your biscuits wrong. That's what I'm, I'm not. I don't want to be real or anything, but it sounds like you're, you're breaking my heart with these comments. You have to get a dunk. You have to dunk it properly. That's why I would say, I, what I would say to you is right. And Ian Fallon, I know he'll agree with me when I say this. When you go home tonight, or when you go shopping next, or if you ha- you might have them in the house. I don't know. Caramel digestives, oh, caramel no, chocolate okay. digestives. Right. Mm. Throw them in the freezer. Controversial, I know. In the freezer. Get yourself a piping hot cup of Rosie Lee. Get your frozen biscuit, dip it in, and watch the magic happen in your mouth. No oh way. yeah, you won't, <laughs> you won't get any biscuit bits in your tea then. Wow, it's it's sensational. Oh, I swear to God, I'll, I'll take you up on that. Yeah, and Thank I want to. I want to hear. Ian, Ian will want to hear your thoughts as well. Yeah, so that, that could be episode eight. No, this was the quarterfinal week. Yeah, so, last week. Did you watch it? I did watch it. It was what great. Um, I thought that Lizzie was very hard done by. You know, I, I loved her story about her having ADHD. Actually, should we talk briefly about the people who made the quarterfinal? So we have Chigs. Chigs? Fucking Chigs, mate. Chigs, who wears Jordans. Like that, I, I know you probably wouldn't be looking at his runners. He's very dapper. Yeah, I think, I, you know what, I think, little prediction, I think he might be on a chance of winning it. He should win it, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I really. And he's the only Brit left in it as well. It's very interesting though. I think Giuseppe and Jurgen are favourites, but Chig's is an underdog. But Giuseppe's much better. Yeah. And the Brits love an underdog story. And Chig's, along with Christelle, are the only English left in it. But yeah, talk about Lizzie real quick. Yeah, Lizzie, you know, I, I actually I think she's one of the best personalities on it, believe it or not. I, I love I some of the jokes. Scouser. Proper jokes, however, you know what I mean. Yeah, she, did you hear the one about the Titanic? My tart will go on. <laughs> but she was a good personality. I, I think the show will miss her definitely. Yeah, semi final is on tonight, right it's now. On actually. right now. So yeah. anyone listening, we're not watching it because we have the Divock Origi match on, or sorry, the Belgium and Wales match on. The final will be known by the time this is out. So will we just pretend like we know who's in the final. Yeah, I'm gonna say Jurgen Giuseppe and Cheeks. Oh, I'm gonna go with Christelle, Giuseppe, and Chiggs. Yeah, I think you're. I think they're gonna turf Jorgen out. No. Yeah, I think they will. He's my favorite man. I know. I love Jorgen as well. I've gone. Um, 
I've grown very accustomed to Jurgen and yeah. And he's he's hilarious as well. <clears throat> so it would be this point but yeah, I think I think it'd be um Giuseppe, Chiggs and Cristel going through to the I final. will stick bread in the oven for two hours. That is the bread setting. It will be what it will be. <laughs> we move on to the ultimate Champions League XI now. The ultimate Champions League eleven. Now I was doing it on the bus and I was very very intrigued by it. You know, to see who you would pick, and we haven't told each other our each of our eleven. So, so just, I don't just, just real quick, it's one player from one team. One player from one team. Just to make it because last time I got roasted last time. <laughs> Lots of people on Instagram. Well, there actually was a good few people as well. Boy, is Ronaldo and Sean the same? We had all your players. Obviously, Anthony wins. was like, lads, relax. We, we didn't notice that. Leave me alone. It tells you how much we pay attention to it. That, that we would have listened to it multiple times and not noticed. <laughs> Yeah, I literally edited the thing. I would have listened to it six or seven times. I didn't notice. Oh, God. So, do you want to kick us off, Cran? Yeah, will we go... What, what formation are you going with? Which way are we doing it again? We go goalkeeper. We both said goalkeeper. And the back four and yeah, so yeah. on. Right. So, I've gone for a cheeky 4-3-3. Three, three. So, I've gone for Donnarumma and goal. And we'll name the back four just go. PSG. I've gone for Donnarumma for PSG. On, I don't think Messi's had the best start to the season. That's why I've left him out. Well, he team. got a great goal against City. He did, but... I left I've him. Met, I'm saying that because I've Messi. Yeah. Go on, continue. But I, I, I prefer to have Donnarumma. I just think over the course of things, you know, you would have Mendy, Alisson, the rest of them. But I think Donnarumma had a terrific Euros and mm-hmm. he's he's a very good keeper. And I could only pick one player from each team. I would have the rest of them in, but I, I do like Donnarumma. Go on, hit me with the back four as well. Back four as well. So I've gone for RJ right back. I've gone for Reese James right back. He's had a terrific start to the season. Um, and England's best right back. Um, and yeah, I just think he deserve, he's the most deserving of the place. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> and then left back, I've gone for Cancelo. I've thrown him in because he can play left back and right back, obviously. But I think he's been absolutely terrific again. I think he has six or seven assists in the Premier League and... Probably City, one of the City's best players at the moment. Yeah, I'd say I have him in mind as well. But yeah, go I've gone for Pepe and Albiol as oh, two wow. centre backs. A combined, a combined seventy-four years old. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, God! So G- imagine, G- Jesus wept, man. <laughs> imagine a 74 year old on the pitch. <laughs> That's Pepe and Albiol. <laughs> Before Albiol done a job against Man United at that time, they lost to Villarreal in the final of the Europa League. Really? I have to say that every time it comes up. They're also having a great group stage at Champions League, though. Yeah, they're having a bad. Albiol's not a bad player, to be fair. I think he has a World Cup. I think he got the yeah. World Cup Spain. Your goalkeeper in back four, So, my goalkeeper in back four, I'm playing 4 3 as well. My goalkeeper is Manuel Neuer. Like, there's no talk on into this, really, other than players I like. Yeah. And I just mashed them in. So, and Donnarumma, I don't particularly like Donnarumma, but he's a good goalkeeper. And do you know what, actually, about Donnarumma? He's such a unit. Yeah. Like he's like a fridge with two legs. I'm being serious, he's huge. And uh, he's just an imposing figure and he like look he wouldn't be at Bayern for as long as he has and wouldn't have won the things he's won. Even the World Cup of Germany if he wasn't. And do you think Neuer is as good as he was? Um, I don't know now, it's a bit of a tough one because he came onto the scene early. Yeah. I think he was like nineteen when he started the World Cup for Germany against England in two thousand ten, so like to have that amount of longevity in your career is tough. But look at the things he's won. Yeah, I, I I think he's a great player. He's probably not as good anymore, but yeah. I'll go with me two centre halves first. So I'm going for a Chelsea centre half. 
Oh, Tiago Silva. I put Tiago Silva in again purely because, like, he has that longevity with PSG. He was captain for a long time. I do think he's. I, I don't think he's been great with Chelsea, but again, this is a team being pieced together. Uh, like I disagree with that. I think he has been great. Uh, and if he, has, if he hasn't been great, he's been consistent at least. The only thing I'll say is sending off against West Brom. But I'll leave at that. Oh, give over. That was about <laughs> two years ago in the most irrelevant game I've ever seen. But uh, uh, I have to say, I love Thiago Silva. He's a bit of a role model as well. I, yeah, I, I, love, I actually do like Thiago Silva as yeah, well. As a person, I, I, I look up to him a lot because yeah. he has good principles. Like, I even remember my dad always brings it up, but I remember, I think Celtic were playing PSG that time. Yeah, and Neymar wouldn't shake the young fella's hand. He was yeah, playing for Celtic. Yeah, yeah, I and remember. Thiago Silva put the arm around the young fella who was playing yeah. for Celtic, and he was like, "Don't mind that fucking Egypt sort yeah, of thing," yeah. you know. Yeah, like, he's I, like he's a professional. You know what I mean? He's a good lad. Like. And remember, he got he got injured for Brazil in the World Cup, and jeez, they got bleeding spanked by Germany <laughs> then. But yeah, Thiago Silva, Chelsea. I do, I do write him. To be fair, I was that many one you up. As is his partner for this is Mary. Demaral of Atalanta oh he's the Turk yeah, yeah. Um, and I purely put him in because the game I watched against United in Old Trafford was a 3-2 um, they were 2-0 up and when he went off they went to shit and they lost the game but there was a challenge he made in the, in the first half and he was like carrying a knock like when he made it and it was like the best I'll probably put it in the, the post on Instagram but like the best last minute tackle I've seen all season. That's how good it was. And I think it was on Ronaldo as well. So my left back, I've gone with Joe Cancelo as well. And for your reason about the assist in, in the Premier League, whatever, he has two goals and three assists for Man City in Champions League this season. Wow. Which I think yeah. for a left back is unbelievable. Absolutely. And yeah, so that's why I've gone with him as my left back. So, oh, I didn't say my right back. My right back is a bit of a cheat code, Cran, I'll be honest with you. It is cheeky. I'm looking at that right here. The right, the, the right back I've cho- chose is Danny Alves of Barcelona. Ah, uh, here, leave it out. Uh, tell me that's not a good choice, though. That's a good show. It it doesn't count, though, does it? it do, he's he hasn't gonna, played a game. He's going to play in Champions League, though. No, he will. Maybe. He will soon. <laughs> um, he's the best right back to ever play the game, probably. Yeah. And I think it's, I, I think it's cheeky and it's bending the rules. But I needed a player from Barcelona. You're midfield, fan. My midfield, Adzi. So it was a tough one, but I've gone for... Hey, Jude. I've put Jude Bellingham in. I really rate Jude Bellingham. And I know there's all this noise about Declan Rice. And Rory goes on about him as if he's God's gift. But I would take Jude Bellingham over Declan Rice. I really rate him as as a player. Um, And there's not a lot of noise about him. Because Mm. he's in Bundesliga. He's going to look great in Liverpool's red next season. Um, (laughs) Modric... I've gone with good show as my second midfielder. A mm-hmm. uh, bit of a blast from past here, but he recently he got through to the World Cup Croatia. in Qatar with Croatia, and he captained that team to get through. And I just think he's a class act. What a player! Absolutely great, great vision, um, and just all round great midfielder. And then I've gone for Sergio Biscuits, um, oh, central yeah. defensive midfielder. Very nice. Couldn't get the ball off him in the, in um, in the telephone box. <laughs> That's type fella he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think I've watched a video of him. I don't think you've used that analogy right I'll be honest with you <laughs> I don't know a volleyball <laughs> but yeah I watched a video of him once it was like 12 minutes long and it's clips of Busquets just 
literally like violating people trying to oh, get the ball. Oh, he's unbelievable, man. He's really good. He's like. probably the best player ever in his position, in his particular role. Yeah. I can't think of anyone better. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, I love him as well. Um, your midfield, Adzi? My midfield three. Um, starting off, I'm going with Rodrigo de Paul oh. of Atletico uh, del Madrid. He's a cracking player. He's a saucy footballer. He's a sauce baller. He was with, was it Udinese he was with last season, I think? One of those irrelevant Italian teams. And he was very good. He was in team season last season. I just think he's a great footballer. He's very easy on the eye. Like He actually controls the game. He has a bit of bite about him, a bit of bark. He can spot a pass. He can score a goal. He's a bit of everything, Like you know what I mean? And I just think, in general, he's a very good player. I've also gone with Jude Bellingham. So, there's not much we can say other than... Nah. You know, he's a great player, man. He's a very good player, and he's a player that Liverpool are linked with as well. There's all this innuendo on Twitter of, oh, he likes Liverpool, Gerrard's his favourite player, all this shite. But I'd, I would love him at the club, and if there was a player was, I'd break the bank on at the minute, it would be Jude. And another thing he done last night, there was a, a, a child at the England game with a sign, and I fucking hate this. Sorry for coursing, I hate this. This trend of people bringing signs to football. Yeah. It's like, can I have your jersey? I'm like, no. And anyways, there's this young fellow, and I'll put this in the post as well. There's this young fellow with a sign, like, dude, can I have your jersey? And he just gave it to some woman. And it was like, he was right beside him. And he came on to her, he was like, oh, I didn't see him, man. He definitely did see him. He's like, I'm not giving it to you. And, but he's going to give him his Dortmund jersey this week. And anyways, the last midfielder I have for this team is Nkunku of Leipzig. Great player. And he's been he's had an unreal campaign for Leipzig so far. In the league and in the Champions League. He has five goals in the UCL. Very, very impressive. So, yeah. It's funny about Leipzig, actually, because I believe in the group with City and PSG, they have one point mm. and they're bottom. And then they just have, like, what is it, seven or eight goals? <laughs> like, yeah. But usually that would win you at least one game. True. Um, they score goals, but, like, they, like, I mean, they couldn't hold their piss. Like, they can't defend. Yeah, move on to your um, forward line there, Cran. My forward line. So, I've gone for... Three up front. A three up front, yeah. Okay, I've gone for Federico Chiesa on mm. the left wing. I think Compton played that myself. One of my favourite players. And even though he scored against us, I'm not mad. It was a beautiful goal, by the way. A beautiful left foot finish mm-hmm. through the legs of the keeper. Um, against Chelsea. And I wasn't even angry at it because so, he is that good. He can shift it very quickly onto his left and... Um, I do. I think he's one of my favorite players in mm. Europe at the moment. Um, and I've gone for in the right wing. I've gone for Mo 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 Mo, Mo Salah. That's a song I've never heard. Now I'll be honest with you. Sorry, I was actually a stutter. It wasn't a song. It was genuinely my speech impediment. How dare you slag me? God. Um. <laughs> but yeah, Mo Salah. What? Running down the way. I think the, the argument for him being the best player in the world at the moment is a valid one. Um, unfortunately, mm. he's very good. Very yeah, good. I was going to again another player I was going to pick, but I didn't because I've eulogised over him plenty of times on the podcast, and I'd imagine he's gotten old. <laughs> I'd imagine the people that listen regularly are like, "Will you ever shut up?" So that's why I haven't gone on. Him. That's why I haven't. Uh, and then striker, as you predicted, I gone Lewandowski. Oh, you left the move. No, I've gone one. You left out Haller? I, I left him out, yeah. Because oh, I knew you put him in. Shocking. I wanted a bit of variation. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, Robert, he's a show for the Ballon d'Or this season. And I know Rory's going to lose a lot of money if he wins it. So I'm gone for Robert Lewandowski here. <laughs> My front three, Cran, 
and by the way, go front three, is on the right wing, is the best player to ever kick a ball in association football, is Lionel Messi of PSG, cracking goal against Man City, the Champions League pedi- pedigree he has in general, how many has he won? I feel three. like he's won three. Three, yeah. three. Three with Barcelona, and I still think PSG, I predicted at the start of the season that I thought they'd win it. I still think that's that could happen. There is a chance, yeah. Um, up front, I've gone with Sebastian Haller, Ale. I've gone Sebastian Haller. He's top scorer in Champions League, I'm pretty sure. And he's another player I'd love to see in Liverpool Red, but probably won't. But yeah, he's had a cracking season. He's been very good. And I think Ajax will go very far. I, I think I put money on Ajax to win it. And I remember we said it and we both laughed. I was like, well, that's a five gone. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Ten Hag's a cracking manager. I put money on them as well, yeah. recently. <laughs> yeah. They've been that good. So, uh, yeah, I think they can go far. And on the left wing, I have uh, Divock Origi of Liverpool. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Is there anything I haven't actually eulogised over him that much on the podcast, funnily enough. Genuine affection for him. Even in Champions League this season, before, against Milan, he played and he was very good. And he impressed against West Ham. And I think he has a goal or assist this season in... Every fifty minutes or some some stat like that, so that's quite impressive. So you can't you can't knock the man for that. Champions League was the eighteen nineteen campaign, Barcelona Spurs in the final. I'll be deadly serious. Some of the best moments of my life watching those games, and yeah. I've I've all the affection in the world for uh, Divacarie. Will we go through our starting elevens very quickly and we'll name the bench. Yeah, what? cool. Yeah, yeah. So my starting eleven is Donnarumma and goal, mm-hmm. Reese James right back. Pepe and Albiol in the centre-back positions. Concello left-back. Modric, Busquets and Bellingham in the midfield. And Chiesa, Salah and Lewandowski. Mm-hmm. In the front three. My starting eleven is Manuel Neuer in Nets. Danny Alves right-back. Thiago Silva and Merid Demaral in centre-half. Left-back, Joe Cancelo. Midfield, I have the young trio. They're quite young, actually. I'm just having to realise that now. Of Rodrigo De Paul um, in Kunku of Leipzig. And Jude Bellingham of Dortmund. And up front I have the GOAT, Lionel Messi, um, Sebastian Haller and Dave Ockery. Your bench crown. Wowza. It's good. Both good teams. Before. So I think we'll just skim through the bench really quickly. Go for a few meme players in here. I, me. I, 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 I mean, yeah. um, <laughs> I've gone for uh, Joachim Mela of Atlanta good on show. the bench. Um, I've gone for Adama Traore. Oh, oh not the real hey, one. Hey, I get it. Not the real Slim Shady. The one who plays for Sheriff. Cool. Um he, he actually has had a good campaign. He's of, not so Slim Shady. <laughs> little in joke there. <laughs> and he and he can score a goal unlike the other one. I've gone for Fred of Man oh, United because he's he, he gets in the team for Brazil over Fabinho. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a little dig at you. Um, <laughs> I've gone for Nkuku who you you've used in your starting eleven? Mm-hmm. I've gone for Suarez of mm-hmm. Atletico. Good show. I've gone for Concalves of Sporting Lisbon. Yeah, I have him as well. And I've gone for Scrinier of Inter. Ooh, good show. So you didn't you didn't pick goalie, did you? And your manager? Actually, instead of Scrinier, just throw in hand damage. Yes, yeah. you know he is going to he's be sub goalie well. in two years because he's out. <laughs> <laughs> and then my manager, I've gone for. Uh, Wagner oh. of Young Boys oh, Jesus Christ <laughs> David Wagner good manager is he with Young Boys yeah no way Yeah. are you sure he is yeah I'm going to have to fact check that man I thought he was in the MLS 
I'll get into my bench anyways. So the goalkeeper, yeah, man, I did not know that. The goalkeeper on my bench is Sevilla's goalkeeper uh, Bono. Oh, Sunday, bloody Sunday! <laughs> not the real Bono, no, the oh. fake Bono. On this point, it's Bono of Sevilla. It's not the real Bono. Imagine like this: th- people listen to this guy. Oh, why has he got Bono? <laughs> you know what I mean? Bono of Sevilla is on my bench. The fullback on the bench is Valentin Rosier of Besiktas. Oh. And the reason why I have him on it is he just has loads of drip. Like, if you, I follow him on Instagram and he's like the most fashionable footballer I've ever seen. Fakayo Tomori of AC Milan. Because I think I actually think he's, been, he's improved since he got to Milan. Me like. I think he's after improving a lot since he got to Milan. On the, on, uh, the midfielders have on the bench is Sebastian Till of Sheriff. Moldova got spanked by Ireland for Lux- Luxembourg last night. Ah, oh, God. And he got the winner against Real Madrid. Sebastian Tills what will cover him. I've gone for Jesse Lingard of Man United for his game winning <laughs> assist against Young Boys. <laughs> oh god. I've gone for Pedro, your friend, Pedro Goncalves. Yeah. Sport in Lisbon, two goals, I think, the last game he played. And I've gone for Karen Benzema, who has four goals and one assist this season in Champions League. My manager as well is Massimiliano Allegri of Juventus. Good teams. Hall of Fame, bit of a change up this week, and your Hall of Fame this week, Crown. So, because of his, um, I suppose, his uncharacteristic performances <laughs> of the last two games, <laughs> Jeffrick has slowly evolved into what is Jeffy Esther. <laughs> so it's it's what it is is Azzy. I'm just going to explain it to you. It's Iniesta morph with Jeff Hendrick. Mm. And so I'm nominating Jeff Yester. My nomination this week for the Hall of Fame is Francis Bourgeois. Is that how you pronounce it? Bourgeois. 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 Francis Bourgeois. He's a TikTok train enthusiast. And we talked about being... trains. Yeah, literally. We talked about being wholesome earlier. This fella is potentially the most wholesome person I've ever seen in my life. He's so wholesome. Um, He's done a video with Thierry Henry the other week. And it was it was it was actually really really nice like it was kind of heartwarming, and um, he like gave Thierry a whistle, and Henri was like I will blow it now, and then he just blew it, and they just started pissing themselves off. It's good crack, and he was also at the warehouse project in Manchester because it's it's underneath an old train station, and he just he like he just literally just loves trains. It's it's quite wholesome, wholesome TikTok. Yeah. It is very wholesome. Yeah, I rate that. And yeah, so I'm going with Francis Burgo. What, what do you say? Bourgeois. Bourgeois. Francis Bourgeois of uh, TikTok train fame. So that is our Hall of Fame nominations. Mm. Cash for votes. Francis Bourgeois versus Jeff Yester. Jeff Yester. And that's the podcast this week, folks. Uh, follow the Instagram, the socials. The new TikTok as well. Follow mm. that. OnlyFans Football Podcast on TikTok. Mm. And uh, yeah, give this a download. All that jazz. Adds the anything left to say. Um, no, not really. Just be safe, be well. Looks like times could be a bit tough again now soon. So look after yourselves. Look after the people around you. And if this puts a smile on someone's face, that puts a smile on their face. So just enjoy the show. Take it easy. Look after yourself. And uh, we'll see you next week. And we'll leave it there, so. <laughs> we'll leave it there, so.